everybody. This is Andy Marquette. I am joined by my colleague and friend, Joe Bell. We are Women in Words, where we talk about stuff on the Women in Words blog and also like 9 million other things. Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm good. I, I, I got to tell you about this thing that I did this week that was tell really, me. really, really dumb and painful. So as you know, I have a lathe, a lathe that I adore. I think yes. it's the best yes. toy ever. Yes, and um, I made this bowl, and I want to give it to my mother-in-law, so I wanted to, to trim off the end, and I couldn't get it to fit into any of my, like, none of the saws that I worked would do what I needed it to do, and it was really starting to piss me off, right? And so I did this thing where I, tr I sort of monkey-fucked a, 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 a thing on... Uh, on my table saw and uh -huh. do you see how this is maybe going to a bad place i'm getting a, i'm getting concerned yeah so <laughs> it did not like what i tried to do and i got um it it bucked it, it flew back at oh. me and i i you know cut the the my one of my fingers i got i got a little mango no! yeah cut off the like <gasps> it's just gross um yeah i mean you know whatever and i um this no. piece of this whole like the bowl and then like my um my crosscut sled no. that i was trying to use flew up in my face <gasps> and i've got like this nasty ass like bruise Ooh. thing on my chin and another one on just below my clavicle and you know yeah i'm really really tara hasn't let me go back out in my shop since but i'm really really lucky that i didn't you know do any like serious permanent damage like you know my finger oh. hurts but it'll it'll probably heal back <laughs> oh dude that's awful it was very unpleasant i didn't like it oh no <laughs> i didn't oh, enjoy it at all so oh yeah. no do you have like a big old band-aid or something on your hand oh yeah oh yeah yeah and you know the worst part was wasn't even the 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 injury, like, yes, that was, that was, you know how, you know, like, if people say the wake-up call is like a slap in their face, yeah, this was literally like a slap in the face, but you're, you know, so you hit somebody in the face with a two-by-four to wake them up, that's, that was my world, I don't think it was more than a two-by-four, anyway, it wasn't, wow. it wasn't even, like, the pain of, like, you know, because my finger was gross, and there's blood everywhere, and it was disgusting, and my face hurt, and my shoulder hurt. But the oh. thing that was that really wiped me out was just I I was shaking because it hurt so bad, and I I felt like I was gonna pass out, and I felt like I was gonna throw up, and I literally just had to like lay down. <laughs> I couldn't do oh, anything. My God. It was awful. It was awful. So yeah, oh, that was my, my God. That was my thing. It was it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah well i'm glad you're okay Jeez. me too that's me horrible too. yeah it was it was unpleasant it was super unpleasant and i'm really once again noah came to my rescue and saved me because oh thank god noah <laughs> yeah anytime i have any kind of problem that kid just completely rescues me like <laughs> uh you know because tara's like all i walk in the house and i'm like you know dying and 
Tara doesn't even like look up, doesn't even notice. And, you know, I stumble into the bathroom because I've got blood everywhere. <laughs> and Noah's following behind, what's going on? What's going on? And then he oh. went and got Tara. And Tara's all like, well, you didn't say anything. That's because I was going to fucking pass out. I didn't say anything to anybody. <laughs> I was dying. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. So that's that was my... And oh no no no! Yeah, and I haven't been back out to my shop since. So I've, I, because I've been afraid. Tara hasn't let me go out, and I think she'd let me wow. go out now. But I don't even want to like look to see how badly I fucked up the um the um um um, um uh, bowl that I was working on because it was gorgeous. It was this beautiful yeah. cherry uh-huh. bowl that I'm making for my mother-in-law. It was just beautiful, and I think I just. I think I fucked it. Oh, no. I'm so, I'm so destroyed. And for those of you who don't do any kind of woodworking, <laughs> don't start because you're going to cut your fingers off like I do. Um, but oh, the wood God. is really fucking expensive. It's not, uh, it's not a small thing. It's expensive. So whatever. I'm bummed. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm so bummed for you. <laughs> yeah. Damn. <laughs> Any right? Nothing about it was right. I mean, it was my own damn fault. I was being, I was being stupid. I was trying to make something happen that just wasn't gonna happen. Um, and uh, yeah, ah, uh, yeah. Dear listeners, don't please be send Joe all kinds of healing juju. <laughs> Yeah. Good mojo. Dear listeners, please don't be stupid like Joe, cause she is dumb. And it's yeah, you know. You know. I have a lot of really cool, uh, very, very dangerous toys I should not be allowed to play with. But I am, and I do. <laughs> oh, shit, man. <laughs> I know, right? Damn! Yeah. That's, that's a that's a sad and... So, so, that's a terrible story. Sorry, I think it's hysterical. Shit. I mean, you know. Uh, yeah, but like... My, my oh my god, saw. you know what my dad would say? My dad would go, is the lathe okay? Oh, it wasn't the lathe, it was the table saw. And the table saw That's was right. totally fine. Um, <laughs> my last major injury was my, um, was I happened remember. with my router. That was my thumb. Yeah, that I remember that. That was all, oh god, it was yeah. all kinds of gross. Yeah, my, um, my, my table saw is by far the most frightening tool I own. Mm-hmm. Like, table saws scare the crap out of me. And I still, yeah, same. and I... And I treat them with such deference and respect, and I still manage to, you know, bang myself up. So, yeah, there yeah. you go. I I should not be oh, allowed to oh to play with things. That's just all there is to it. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Oh well, I'm Tar- glad you're okay. Yeah, me too. Tara A little battered. Me. Yeah, A little oh. battered around the edges. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's pretty uh, funny. It's my finger. It looks seriously disgusting. <laughs> is this, does it hurt? Oh, only if I, only when I bang it. Oh well, well, don't do that. No, I try not to. Okay, good. I don't do it on purpose. <laughs> so. Damn. All right. Yeah. Shit. That was a horrible story. That's like, <laughs> God. Let me let me think of something good to talk about. Oh no. Well. Shit, oh yeah, Stranger <laughs> Things was really good, season three. There you go. Okay, that's better. Oh, hey, hey, hey! Speaking of TV, Tara and I started watching this new series. It's not new; it's new to us. Um, called um, Queen of the South. Have you heard of this? Do you know the show? Oh, that shit is good. Yeah, it has the same chick who plays the mom in One Day at a Time. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't she's know that. She's such a good actress. Yeah, she's pretty right? fabulous. Oh, that's One Day at a Time got a fourth season. Yeah, I heard. Out by Pop TV, which yes, is really I'm cool. So excited, so stoked, so stoked. Super anyway, cool. So, okay, that was our. Okay, I feel so much better now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right, dear listeners, we're now going to talk about shit on the blog. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody on the blog cut anything off with the table saw this week. So. Uh, God, I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, friends, July 9th, um, Angela Gray stopped by no, with no. an Ask the Pros. No, 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 what? no, you have to go back. Angela, you got to go back. Oh, that's right. We the have to go to Cheyenne. The week starts with the 6th. We have to start with Cheyenne. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Um, yeah, we should have started on the 6th, but Ann Edder was out of town and didn't have internet access. And okay. So. Those are hard. That's yeah. Hard. Okay, but it's the 7th, right? It's Cheyenne Blue. Yes. Yes. And yada yada, she is, I love it when Cheyenne stops by. You, I do too. Friends, dear listener, Joe and I are huge fans of Cheyenne Blue. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've, um, have you worked with her in the past on Oh anthology? yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I, no, I've okay, edited so. uh, a couple of her, a couple of her books. Okay, yeah, so you've worked with her. I've, you know, I've written stories for one of her anthologies. She's written stories for, for a couple of mine that I did with R.G. Emanuel. Um, she's a delight to work with, and I love, love, love her writing. So I am so glad she stopped by, and she, this is her latest release. Is that right? Yes. A Heart This that Big. That is right. Through all the books. Oh, yes. my God. So yes, yes, yes. let's talk a little bit about this one. Cheyenne says that her novels, as this quote, my novels all show the goodness of people, not in a pious Mother Teresa kind of way. Or a rammed-down-your-throat kind of way. Or an ostentatious, look-at-me-putting-a-hundred-dollars-in-the-red-cross-tin kind of way. No, while I like a good villain, bad things still happen to good people, and my would-be lovers can misinterpret a situation with the best of them. At the core of any of my books, you will find people looking out for others and doing what they can to make life a little better. And that's part of why I love her writing. Because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, she'll have characters that are real, that, you know, they'll fuck up. And, and they'll feel badly or they'll like think, God, I'm an ass or they'll do something, you know, like, you know, like Joe, you and I do all the time, make asses mm-hmm. of ourselves. And I love that about her books because at, ultimately they're people just trying to make their way in the world yes, without causing any huge ass problems, you know? And I think too often stories don't address those characters they're always going for the like really seriously horrible villains or the you know completely off the charts awesome people and they forget all about those of us in the middle here who are just trying to get through every day yeah right i'm i'm not i am neither good nor bad i'm mostly bad i have a few good tendencies (laughs) so yes i need some representation to you folks I, i absolutely agree and i think that most people like to see Like we were just talking about one day at a time. That's, you know, the everyday shit that goes on in people's lives and, like, some of the external issues that can affect them interdynamically in the family. I love stories like that. Me too. So, Cheyenne says, um, I see you. Her characters build community. That's important. And I love that. So mm-hmm. she says that's a deliberate choice I made to include this now more than ever. 
I can barely bring myself to listen to the news most days. I completely get that we need to know about these things, and if we don't, how can we stand up and say what's right? Remember the old computer acronym, G-I-G-O, garbage in, garbage out? That's what it often seems like in real life, bad in, bad out. Hear bad things, do bad things. So I chose to write happy stories where people look out for each other, they form relationships, not just romantic ones, they're friends, parents, colleagues, siblings, strangers who stop on the side of the road. They care, and they want to make a positive difference in their own way. My latest book, A Heart This Big, is about two very different women, each trying to make a difference in their own way. Nina runs a farm where city kids can experience a rural lifestyle. And Lee became, became a lawyer so that she could help people such as Nina. But somewhere along the way, she got sucked into the world of insurance law. So when a kid falls off a pony at Nina's farm and a lawsuit ensues, Nina needs Lee to help her through it. There's a community in a heart this big that the people of the Banksia farm, Nina and her daughter, the volunteers, the barn kids, Lee doesn't see the attraction of this community at first, but guess what? I, I guess what happens? Lee will see the value of this community. And um, Cheyenne is also doing a giveaway. Uh, yeah, she was doing a giveaway. She giveaways okay. over. Giveaway is done. Yeah, but the point is, Women in Words always has giveaways. Mm -hmm, it's true. So please, you know, check the blog because you never know which author is going to be stopping by to talk about their latest release and to offer a giveaway. And there is nothing cooler than a free book, I don't think. Um, well, a whole finger, I think, might be cool. Okay, okay. A free book right. right now. But normally I'm... on of bullshit jokes, <laughs> finger takes precedence. Then underneath that is a free book. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thank you, Cheyenne. Uh, the book is A Heart This Big through Ilva Publishing. So go get yourself some of that. And you will not be disappointed with Cheyenne Blue's writing ever. No, you won't. I you know what my favorite thing about Cheyenne's writing is how much she makes you feel the way she loves something. And yes, um, she's especially like, I love it when she and she's been doing this more and more and more uh, when she writes Australia, like she's been, mm -hmm. she's been mm -hmm. doing that as a, like a regular course of business now. And, you know, I, I fell in love with Cheyenne loving the Outback and it makes me want to go see the Outback. Um, she communicates mm -hmm. that that love of setting just it's it's a skill I don't I don't I don't share and I am deeply envious of that. Oh, it's it's gorgeous. She write her settings are gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And you're right. When she writes Australia, and that's where she's based, y'all. When she writes Australia, it's like you're there. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. And you, can, and you can feel how she feels about it through her characters. Mm -hmm. It's I love it. I freaking love it. And I'm actually gonna go buy this book. As soon as we're done here, Joe, because I want happy fun times in my books. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she, she does, yeah, yeah. Read Cheyenne Blue. That's all. Read Cheyenne Blue. That's all. Okay, July 9th. Now here we are with Ask the Pose by Angela Grace. Joe, who's Angela? Angela is my friend. Yay! Oh wait, there's more. Angela <laughs> is a uh, licensed psychiatrist. Psych psychologist therapist life coach yes. 
smart yes. person who helps people be better. That's what she yes. is. She's licensed we, to do that. And we are so blessed to have her come to our block. Yeah. I mean, I feel so fortunate that Angela, like, drops wisdom on us. Yeah. You know, as regularly as she does because Jesus got... And the thing that's cool about Angela's stuff, and it, it's like any life coach who's like tuned in but Angela's super tuned in and what's really cool is that she will drop some wisdom on the blog and I'll read it and usually it's something that I really needed to hear yeah and I'll be like oh god that's perfect I you know that really resonates so a lot of people have like issues getting life coaching getting counseling whatever the fuck Check in with Angela's stuff on the Women in Words blog. I guarantee you will find something that resonates with you that you can try in your own life. And it'll like make you a better, just feel better about things. It's true. So, in this, this particular blog, and this is something that I have encouraged over the years, Angela's first line is, it might be time to stop the technological overflow to your brain. Consider ending the constant input into your head with tv facebook instagram the internet's endless information your brain is in constant use we turn on our phone watch youtube videos turn on our computer listen to music listen to a podcast write to friends write to strangers use uh, angela use a vibrator what <laughs> damn drive in traffic figure out our taxes pay our bills read blogs read posts play video games your brain takes it all in every day, and it does its best to sort everything out, but still you put more in. Let's use this visualization to think about our brain. So then she goes into this really cool description. Imagine an icy cold pitcher of fresh water with floating lemon slices, strawberries, and mint. You pull it out of the fridge, you pour yourself a tall glass, and you take a deep, thirst-quenching drink. Take that same pitcher of water, put it in the sink, and turn on warm water. Run a steady stream of water into the pitcher. Before long, the water overflows the pitcher. The mint floats out. The lemon slices, strawberries are all gone. You will be left with a pitcher of warm water. Boring. The zip is gone. It's the same for our brain when we have information overflow. Our body allows us to continually absorb input from all our senses. Then our brain sorts it out. With so much input, it doesn't have time or rest, enough rest to do much except just keep us functioning at a basic warm water level. In order for your brain to become creative, you have to rest it. It's through rest that our brain sorts. The sorting of input is how we are able to reach a higher level of thinking and reasoning. Without sleep, without rest, we lose our ability to function. So you need to allow your brain to chill out for a while. You can still function with a full head, but you're not as creative visionary or articulate so there comes a time when you need to rest your mind and in the spirit of summer fun she then gives us Job. and if you haven't seen these these are awesome four of her favorite non-alcoholic beverages that are diabetic friendly i saw that right these are so great yes so great i want to try amy's drink and the green drink um yes yeah. So, y'all, there's four recipes here for super no, awesome diabetic-friendly drinks. I don't, I don't drinks. want the green drink. I, I was just agreeing. Now I'm looking going, no, that ain't happening. <laughs> um, um, I would like some orange drink. Yeah, the orange drink is really good, too. 
Yep, that's... And that's... Yep. So, mm-hmm. and I have, I have said over the years, it's important to get, a, to unplug, get away from your devices, go and go for a walk, um, go do something like, go to a museum, go to an aquarium, go to the beach, just go to the park, you know, just don't have your device with you for a while. And one of the things that I do is after I spend all day at work, you know, having to deal with devices, the first thing I do when I get home from work is I work out. And I put my phone away and I just work out. I work out for like a half hour and then I make dinner without my device. And I do not check my device first thing in the morning. And there are people, Joe, they reach for their phone. That's the first thing they do when they wake up and they start looking at I don't know, social media, Twitter, whatever the fuck. The only reason I use my phone when it's by my bed is for my alarm. I use it as an alarm clock. That's it. Yeah. Um, no, I totally use, I'm, I'm totally the look at my, look at my phone. Oh no. Yeah, first I'm thing. Total, yeah. I'm totally that person. Oh no. What, what, Dude, what's your no. issue? Don't judge don't me. Do don't judge don't me. Do don't be that person. Get up. I am totally that person. Ease into your day. Ease into your day. Don't be looking at your devices. No. I, uh, yeah, no. (laughs) Well, I don't, I don't even check social media until like, I don't know, noon maybe. Yeah. I think if something's important, people will text me or call me. I, that's my attitude. I I don't need to go into Twitter to look at shit. I don't, I'm not looking at social, uh, social media. I'm doing other things. What are you doing? Stuff and things. I use oh, my phone okay. for a lot of stuff. Okay. If you're doing stuff and things, okay. If you're using it as a legit tool to do <laughs> stuff and things that you're having to do for the day, I might let you slide on it. Oh my goodness. You're funny. You're just, just funny. I don't. I don't know that I am willing to subject myself to, you know, your judgment. I don't think. <laughs> I, I think I'm perfectly comfortable doing it and having you telling me I shouldn't. That's what I'm I think. Judgy McJudgerson. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh my God. Thank you, Angela. Great reminders. Great recipes. And they're diabetic friendly. So yay. Awesome. I like and that. For people who are watching their sugar intake. Yeah. Also, good things. Good her, things, friends. Her wife is is diabetic, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's written about that and about their struggles to find like a happy to balance it. Yeah, and and honestly, health, your health, it, whether it's physical, emotional, spiritual, it's all about balance. Yeah, and because if some if one thing's out of whack, then it kind of there's a cascading effect, mm-hmm. and it, you know, it's all about balance and moderation and just checking in with yourself and making sure things are, are okay. Yeah. And if, if you have too much stress, like in one segment of your life, we were talking about this earlier. If you have too much stress, it affects your emotional health, which then in turn affects your physical and your spiritual health. So it's important to be mindful. I hate that word, but there it is. It's important to pay attention to what's going on in your life and to be cognizant of things like a lot of stress and to try to mitigate those as best you can. And um, I am trying to take my own advice in that regard 
because I've had a lot of stress and I'm trying to, you know, be better about that. That's because you are, well, smarter than me. Well, it, and also I don't like the way it feels. You yeah. know, I, I mean, you and I had this conversation. We, you know, I, day jobs can suck. Yeah. They can suck so hard. And sometimes you get caught in a feedback loop. And you're, you know, with management, whatever the fuck, whatever the fuck it is, you get stuck in these, these ways of thinking and doing things. And I decided, you know, it's been like a few weeks of stress and I decided, God, I don't like how I feel. I feel, I don't feel positive. I feel gross and toxic and negative. So I've been making a conscious effort to not be that way and to not, and try to not get sucked in to other people's drama, mm -hmm. which is what was happening and so it's been difficult but I feel better than I did even a week ago so I think it's working yeah I am extremely good at not getting drawn into other people's drama I don't even have room in my life for my drama I just <laughs> am way right? too I'm really good at that there are other things I suck at but as far as like drawing boundaries and you know accepting you know other people's emotional baggage I'm, I'm I've got very clear lines on what I will and will not take on for myself yeah that's a that's a really good skill to have and not many people have it um yeah well i think that maybe those people uh have healthier childhood memories if they <laughs> didn't grow up in a world where they they need this particular skill if there's a reason <laughs> so no i think that people sh everybody should have that skill and not everybody does sure and you know, and when you're dealing in a situation like, say, you're at work and it, it's it just becomes a cascade. There's that word, a cascading effect, and you've got like dickheads all around you and things going on, and and you and you're trying to figure out where you fit in that and what problems you are causing. To so you're trying to disengage. It's hard. It's really hard to see where maybe you're being part of the problem. You know, yeah. if, if there's all kinds of crazy going on and you can't determine this, the origin point of the crazy, mm -hmm. where are you in that? And it was really difficult for me to pull back and to acknowledge my part in the crazy. Yeah. And it's sort of like let go. And I'm still not entirely let go. I'm still I still let a little bit affect me, but I feel so much better than I did. Yeah. Well, no, I think it's amazing if you can acknowledge and let go. That's very healthy emotionally. Did I mention that my emotional health is not, well, <laughs> healthy? <laughs> so, you know, there's that. Yeah, but you own it. So that's something. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, is it, what's that saying? The first step to solving the problem is acknowledging the problem? I don't know. Yeah. No, <laughs> I've, I've acknowledged it for my entire life. I've just, I haven't <laughs> taken any steps to fix it. Oh, my Whatever. God. Rock on. All right, friends. Um, thank you again, Angela. That was awesome. Yes, and thank you, friends, Angela. Check the blog for those great recipes. Um, I'm going to have to pimp those. All right, July 10th, Val Agab joined us. And hi, Val. <laughs> so, hi, Val. Summer vacations suck, according to Val, and this is why, because she feels like she's been unproductive in writing. Oh. Her motivation has been suffering. Um she doesn't really have a normal schedule, so she's kind of doing all kinds of things, and classes begin the last few days of August. 
She's withering away in a pit of unreliable scheduling and a brain broken from boredom and my own self-insufficiency. Oh, honey. Oh, no. Oh, my God. That's harsh. <laughs> love, harsh. love yourself a little. That's, that's, yeah. that's harsh, baby. I am responsible for a lot of little things, and while I have entire days free, they consist of frequent interruptions that don't allow me large chunks of time to sit down and write. My writing process sucks. I don't have enough self-control to get it in check. But the things that, thing that worries me most is that while I've been writing for a while now, I have difficulty finishing anything. I think that's not an uncommon problem. Oh, is it, she just totally described my process. Val, let's you and I get together. We can hold each other accountable. It'll be great. We can that's be, a great idea. We can be writing partners. I'm going to put her in touch with you. You don't have to put her in touch with me. She's in touch with me. She's got this. Okay, drop her a line. <laughs> Val, gonna... you, if you're listening, oh, she's drop the... Joe's line. Even if she's not listening, somebody needs to tell her. <laughs> God, I'm so entitled. Oh, I make myself a little crazy. Sorry, sorry for sounding so entitled, dear listener. <laughs> she's, you know, she has. she's not in class right now, so the slacking is in full swing, and I'm in disappointment at Val mode. I, yeah, don't be disappointed. Give yourself some slack. That's all I'm saying. But then she says, ha-ha, she says, I know what you're going to say, Joe. Take it easy. Everyone needs some time to slack off. <laughs> no, I've been slacking for far too long. There comes a point when we have to get our heads out of our asses and get to work. Well, yeah. Yeah. But still. Uh, you, you still. Yeah, I, right? <laughs> I, I'll, give you, I'll give you a break. It's okay by me. It's okay. I think, and I've been in those spaces where I'm like, God, I just suck. I won't write. I'm slacking. Do, 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 do. Mm -hmm. I just, my attitude is if I am legit enjoying my slacking, then I legit needed to do it. Mm -hmm. And if I go around thinking, oh, feeling guilty about relaxing or taking some time off, that's not healthy either. You should not ever feel guilty about taking some time off because everybody needs time off. Mm -hmm. So Val, you may have anticipated that we were going to say that, but the point is it is not unhealthy to chill out for a little bit. But if you are really feeling like you want to have a schedule and you need a more regular kind of thing in order to feel more productive, that's different. That's a different matter. Yeah. Okay. And that's something that you can fix. You can develop a schedule. And maybe that's something you and Val can talk about, Job, is what points of day work best. I mean, everybody's <laughs> got their own little everybody's got their own little carving out your own space. Yes. How you do it. And sometimes Val, you just have to take the twenty minutes as you can get them three or four times a day. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, no, if you can write like that, cool. Can Sometimes you? you have, I've, I have when I've had to, because Val is talking about she's got a lot of little interruptions and shit during the course yeah. of her day summer. And, you know, I have done stuff like that. Because if that's the only way I'm going to get it in, that's what I do. I adjust myself accordingly. And yeah. Yeah. Not everybody can do that. Yeah, I know fun. I know people who literally write on their phone and they do it like I can't 
yeah, I can't like do that. on their on their phone in the checkout line at the grocery store kind of kind of you know and i i can't do that i can barely you know no i'm talking about normal you know tuning out getting your 20 minutes and tuning out for 20 minutes and writing and then dealing with the interruption as it comes and then getting another 20 minutes in yes that's what i'm talking about so it's just a matter of figuring out a rhythm that's going to work and this is such a big writing life question is trying to make yourself accountable to get done what you feel like you need to get done but making sure that you do that around whatever your life issues are or your schedule is at the time and those those can change your schedule can shift especially if you're a student like Val is mm-hmm. so don't kick yourself or beat yourself up over it just look at your day to day and get that that sweet spot that time sometimes if you're a night owl val i think is kind of a night owl get it in at 11 30 at night and get in a half hour and then go to bed that's sometimes i've had to do that too yeah yeah you're a, you're you're a you're a better writer person than i am i get distracted it's my by therapy. life yeah yeah <laughs> Writing is my therapy, so I absolutely have to do it. My therapy is going out to my shop and abusing myself with power tools. Not today. Not today. Not, you will not. Not today. Yeah, it's not the best form of therapy. It's going to be a minute <laughs> before you can do that. Yeah. Damn anyway. it. Anyway, Val, thanks for sharing your angst. I hope you get it sorted out. And drop Jove a line. Yeah, that'd be good. We could be okay. riding buddies. I'll be your buddy. Yeah. And that's cool, too. It's like having a workout buddy. Yeah. Only, you know, if you're going to have a workout buddy, you want one better. You know, you want someone who isn't me because I don't even like working out. So, but I like writing. So that's okay. But writing is a workout. That's the thing. Mm. And so if you get a good buddy, it works out. I'm going to need you to not talk about it like that. There's no way I can participate if you tell me it's like a workout. It's working out your brain. Uh, and Angela yeah. just said that. It's good to do those things for your brain. Yeah, my brain has been relaxing. Mm. My brain has been watching the Queen okay, of the South. Okay, if your brain's just chilling, <laughs> then that's fine, too. That's fine, too. Anyway. And I've, I've had serious, like, grandbaby brain. He's yes, eight months old now, you know. Oh, my God. He's yeah. walking. He's he's, walk he's, he's he's walking while holding on, like he's walking yeah, around yeah. furniture okay. and stuff. He is dangerously close to walking on his own, which is really young to start doing that, by the way. Mm. Um, and he's very demanding. And none of this has nothing to do with Angela and her blog. But, yeah. <laughs> but there Sorry. it is, friends. I, got, I, I digressed again. All right. Getting back out of the weeds. We are now <laughs> on July 11th with our resident international globetrotter, Fiona Zetti, who is now in <laughs> France. Oh, I love that. That's so wonderful. Right. There she is in the south of France. And yeah. she booked plane tickets. Oh, my God. She was in Marrakesh before this. Oh, cool. Fiona, why did you not post photos of that? That's super oh. cool. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know what impresses me about Fiona and all her traveling? You know, she manages to make, like, I went to Canada and couldn't get the internet to work. She manages to make it work all over the world. 
Uh-huh. You should maybe check in with her. I should. How did you do that, Fiona? Fiona, hook a girl up. <laughs> I got but, problems. So she's got some awesome photos here of herself with the, a sunflower, with the giant-ass sunflower, and a really pretty picture of a lavender field. God, that's so pretty. And she says, one of the nice things about summer trips is the necessity of unplugging from the news. She's left social media for a while and world news check-ins to a minimum. With the world being as it is, it saves sanity. Enough of the outside has leaked through for me to know about Megan Rapinoe's continued awesomeness. Go USA Women's Soccer. And that some people still manage to be kind to each other. Writing, <clears throat> writing inspiration has been everywhere on this trip. She manages to get writing done. Yeah. Um, well, what is that? She's living her best life. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, beats the holy living crap out of my best life. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, Fiona. I so, want to be cool like you when I go. I up. know, right? So her journey continues. Next, it's the beach and hopefully a chance to check out the actual casino from the James Bond film Casino Royale. Oh, sexy. Ugh. I have to write, leave a comment. Okay. Please, please take us with you next time. Okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. Oh, Fiona. Oh, wow. These are some great photos. I love when she comes by because she always posts really cool photos. So um, it's good that she checks in. We know she's okay. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like she was in Spain, right? Was, did I yeah. make that up? She no, no. Spain. She was in Spain and then apparently Marrakesh. Yeah, and now, <laughs> and now back into France. Yeah, that's just cool. You, li you live a good life. You live a good traveling right on, life. Fiona. Yeah. Wow. I... I, I, I I dream of being as cool as you. I do. I dream of it. I know, right? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Anywho. Thanks, Fiona. Thanks, and Fiona. July 12th, Sam Liddell was with us. To Hi, Sam. Talk about summertime. And want to know if we watch the Women's World Cup. Fuck yes, Sam. I watched the Women's World Cup. That would be... Soccer for us, football for the rest of the civilized world. Um, I did not watch. Oh, boo, no. boo. You're oh not, you can, I don't think you're allowed to heckle other viewers. I don't think that's, uh, I don't think that, that's bad form, Andy Marquette. Listen, I'm not a soccer person. I mean, you know, I, no, no, no. The only sports I actually like to watch and then it tends to only be live, right? are hockey and that's because they beat each other up and you know things get bloody and roller derby same reason that's it well you know you should have watched the world cup because shit got bloody and people were getting beat up i'm just saying okay uh and in the shoe. women's oh yeah good there was some them. shit they going were throwing on. down mm -hmm. nice they were getting rough out there so Excellent tournament, Sam. I am on the same page with you on this. Sam points out that soccer was a major fixture in her life growing up. Fun fact, in the backdrop, it's the backdrop of her very first novel. She played soccer through high school and loved watching the national team when she was a preteen. The 99 World Cup is ingrained in her brain. The Brandy Chastain victory celebration. That was amazing. 
Yes. That team is one of my earliest memories of female athletes kicking butt and unabashedly showing how strong and talented they could be. Mia Hamm was my role model. When I was 12, I bought the first book she wrote, Did You Know She's Written For? And I, I spent lazy summer days playing World Cup, a World Cup game that I can't remember the name of on my Game Boy. I would watch the tiny pixelated versions of Ham, Lily, and Scurry dash across my, street, my screen, imagining myself out there. Anyway, I love soccer. I love the women's national team. I'm so happy they won gold. And also, Megan Rapino. Oh, my God. So she says, okay, where am I going with this? Soccer, right. I had two weeks off because of those. She had some big life things come up. Her girlfriend and she just moved. She gra uh, her girlfriend graduated with her master's and got an awesome job offer in Orange County, so they moved north. Congratulations. They're right. They're based in California. We both started new jobs and moved into our new place. We're getting into the swing of things. Our pup is suspicious of our newly acquired space, but he does enjoy the addition of trees ripe with squirrels to chase. <laughs> I suppose this blog does not have a particular direction. I've been so busy with everything else that I didn't have much free time to plan this month's post. So, sports, female athletes, equal pay. Also, GCLS, is anybody there? <laughs> and Sam will be at San Diego's Pride Festival this weekend talking about her books. The San Diego Public Library is hosting a lit cafe. Come and say hi if you're in the area. Oh, that's what a great thing that yeah. the San Diego Library is doing. Yes. My, my library has a whole big, you know, they've got a big pride thing going on, too. I love Libraries that. Libraries are freaking awesome. Yeah. They are. Yeah. And they get, they're getting more awesome. They really are. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I loved the library when I was a kid. And the things that you can do at the library now are so above and beyond what I was able to do when I was, you know, an 8-year-old or 12-year-old or whatever going to the library. Mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing. It's mm -hmm. absolutely phenomenal they have so many great programs so many oh god summer reading programs i used to do those mm -hmm. when i was a kid Me every too. damn summer you get your little book list and then you just start reading and it was amazing yeah well and they do all sorts of really cool um activities like on an ongoing basis like we've taken we've taken the kids to see you know exotic lizards and stuff uh, oh, at, cool. the, at the library we've taken them to see uh, a magician they do like a, a movie series like during the summer like free mm -hmm. free movies for kids and they give out you know you get free popcorn at the same time and you know they have a lego club and they have it you know i mean they have just a ton of stuff that you know they're really interested in helping you to learn in all the different ways that you can they even um you can you can uh, check out a laptop at my library. Oh, that's cool! I yeah. didn't know that. Wow. I, well, I don't know if that's true at other libraries, but at mine, you you can do that, and that's cool shit. This that's just cool. So, yeah. Check your libraries, friends. There's all kinds of awesome ass resources. Yeah, libraries are cool. They are. And Joe, guess what? That's it. That's it. That's it. Tell oh. us about. Vancouver Pride. Oh, yeah. I live in Vancouver, Washington, not Vancouver, Canada. Vancouver, Canada doesn't like me, and I don't like it because and traffic. Plus, it, plus yeah. it doesn't have the internet. They don't have the internet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, Vancouver Pride is this weekend, so we're going to we're gonna head down there. And, you know, my kids are super excited because there's this queer artist that they, like, that they follow that they like to support. 
and uh, uh, he's going to be down there, and he's going to have some special stuff uh, that he that he's putting together specifically for Pride. So they're super stoked about that, and um, whatever. We're just going to go down and check it out and walk around. Probably hit the farmers market at the same time because it's going to be right there in the same area. And oh, fun! Yeah. So if you're in Vancouver and you feel like going to Pride, and you see me, you, well, basically just look for any like family that looks so too large and and out of control <laughs> and incredibly diverse because we've got some white people we got some brown people we got some boys we got some girls we got some queers we got some straights we got some trans we got everything <laughs> right so my family is very diverse look for people who look like they shouldn't be a family but definitely are that that will be us um and come say hi if you if you see me uh, I, I probably will say hi back. I may say, ah, stranger danger and run away. That could happen too, but, you know, whatever. But it might not. You don't know. It might not. No, I would totally say I would be polite. I totally am, am like, potty trained. I'm allowed to go out in public. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> goodness. Anyway. Oh, my God. Anyway. Um, let's do a shout-out to the GCLS, which is going on right now in Pittsburgh, the 15th annual conference. There's all kinds of cool shit going on. The Golden Crown Literary Society Friends puts on a yearly conference that features female-female writing and romance. And so readers and writers, well, all kinds of female-female reading, writing genres. It's across the board. There's all kinds of everything going on. Readers, writers, um, panels, workshops, and, like, they have a reception. They also have, like, sessions that are geared to help you if you're a writer or you're starting out as a writer. They've got like fun sessions that just are kind of goofy to hang out and watch authors make fools of themselves. I've been on those. They're a lot of fun. Everybody has a good time. Mentoring issues, master classes, author spotlights. Um, this year I'm noticing they had a panel called Bridging Fanfic and Lesfic, which strive to educate authors about how fan fiction and participation in fandom can help grow audiences by connecting with modern queer readers where they live. And I think that's finally a message that GCLS is getting. I've been promoting that for years. Hmm. <laughs> Go me. <laughs> yes, you have. Um, there's another cool panel here, Joe, called Generation Gap. How does the generation we are from color the way in which we see the world? How might that show up in our writing? That's a really interesting one. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. Um, lunches, special speakers. Um, I think that Melinda Lowe was the keynote speaker this year. No shit. Oh, if that's I, right. If I am not mistaken. Oh, that would totally be. Now I'm. Oh, now I'm even sadder. I know, right? Ah. Yes, it was Melinda Lowe, the critically acclaimed author of several young adult novels. Yeah, she's so talented. Have you read any speaker. of her stuff? Yeah. She's so talented. Fun stuff. Fun yeah. stuff. Um, so, there's. it started on the 10th, my friends, and it goes through Sunday the 14th. And I guarantee you will find something that you will enjoy. So, if you can attend a GCLS at some point in the future, it moves to different cities do so, and there are scholarships available if you if you are short on funds, and if you're a writer interested, the GCLS has a writing academy that goes over, I think it's like nine months, and it will literally train you and ground you in, in preparing to write 
lesbian fiction, but you can extend these lessons outward to other other genres. And yeah, good writing is good writing. Period. Right, exactly. So, goldencrown.org is the website. Go and check it out. Check out where it says um, events, and it'll show you the con- the conferences. And you can read more about the conference, and it has, like, the schedule there and all the cool things going on. So check it out, friends. And to everybody who was at GCLS, shout out from Women in Words. We hope you guys are having a blast. Yeah. Have you been getting messages from people saying, where are you? Mm-mm. I have. Nobody gives a shit about me. So. Oh, people no. people do. People nah. do. I've, nah. I've, I've, yes. <laughs> no, nobody cares. They haven't checked in. It's just like, All right. Well, they care about me. Andy who? Andy who? <laughs> anyway. That's all right. Hey. They're having too much fun. That's what it is. I hope they are having all the fun. Anyway. I hope they're having a blast. And uh, the award ceremony is Saturday, and we will find mm-hmm. out which authors and books won yeah. in various genres. That's always fun. Yes, definitely fun. Uh, but, you know, for now... I'm going to wrap this shit up. Are you ready? Wrap it up! <laughs> Dear listener, this has been the Week in Review for Women in Words. I'm Jove Bell, here today with my friend, Andy Marquette. You can find us online at womenwords.org. Please like, subscribe, uh, leave a review, leave a rating. Do any of those things that allow other people, other lesbians of the internet to find us. Because that would be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, until next week, thank you so much for listening. <laughs>